Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Inspirational Living Podcast. I'm Ryan Cassidy. And I'm Marianne Johansson. Tonight we travel to a land full of legend, mystery, and culture. From secret stairways to ancient temples to a seven-step pyramid in the heart of the jungle. Grab yourself a cup of tea or something good as, and, as you join us as we travel to our inspirational, sacred, and mysterious places series and traveling to Cambodia. Well, good evening, everyone. We hope you like to get inspired as much as we do and that you also love to learn about mysterious and exciting places on our beautiful planet. And curiosity, sometimes necessity, is what has led hundreds of thousands of explorers throughout history to set out from home to see what is over the horizon. And after all, isn't not knowing what is over the horizon what drives many of us forward? We hope to inspire you and get as many of you as possible out there hiking and exploring and simply being in awe of the magnitude of magnificent places around the globe. And Ryan, I know you found a super cool place that you wanted to share with us. So do you want to go ahead and lift the veil on that? I sure do. (laughs) Um, So tonight I wanted to talk to everybody about a pyramid that is found in Cambodia in the northeastern region. And I personally find it fascinating that there are so many pyramids all over the planet. And this one is just as fascinating as all the other ones. And I think (laughs) you and I, Marianne, were just talking about some of the pyramids that have been discovered even in Antarctica. Um, So, you know, we have pyramids on pretty much most of all the continents right now. Um, Or, uh, well, I guess North America doesn't really count unless you, you count Las Vegas, right, Marianne? (laughs) That's right, I guess, right. And, you know, it seems that more pyramids are coming to light in an even spread across the continent still. You know, I've read uh, about pyramids found at the bottom of the sea even, and interesting stuff for sure. Lots of hidden history still to be researched. Um, But what has been found out about this pyramid in in Cambodia, Ryan? Okay, so um, in Cambodia, and it's only a few... Uh, ways drive from Angkor Wat is a pyramid called Koh Kher. It's K-O-H-K-E-R. And this is a seven-step pyramid, and it was built using volcanic rock and sandstone that was cut pretty much exactly uh, to to, to size and placed and uh, down and locked down the pyramid exactly the way it should be without any plaster or without cement. And it remains today in pretty good condition. Now, evidently, there was a bit of work done on the pyramid in the 1960s, but no further restoration has been done since then. Um, So it's built with seven steps, and seven is a sacred number to Hindus and also an important number in sacred geometry. So numbers like three, uh, five, seven, nine, the odd numbers are all considered the sacred numbers. And evidently, it was built as well on a highly powerful energy point, um, according to researchers. 
There are also artificial lakes and channels around the pyramid, allowing for water flow that release negative uh, eons uh, as an energy source and using um, kinetic energy from the water streams as well. And according to the research that was done by Dr. Sam uh, Osmanajic, I hope I'm saying his name right, there is an opening actually at the top of the pyramid, which is kind of like a chimney that goes all the way down the pyramid, such as uh, in many other pyramids that are found around the world. And you can see that, there are, that the lakes and the canals surrounding Kokur are actually an important, very important to the Hindus for the irrigation system. And according to uh, Dr. Sam Os Osmanajic, in the 10th, 12th, and 11th and 12th century, they were able to provide, the people that lived there were able to provide for three crops of rice a year, which is quite a bit of rice per year, because nowadays it's only down to one crop of rice a year. And at the time of the 10th century, being able to provide three crops a year helped with the food supply and the regional power, making it second to China at that time. Wow, and that's fascinating. I mean, three crops of uh, rice a year, that's, that's a lot. Um, and you, you said it was found to have been built on a kind of energy point or vortex line, just like many researchers say that other pyramids are built on some kind of vortex. And it sounds really fascinating, this one. Yeah, and one traveler, I was reading on some of the reviews on uh, Travelocity, and one traveler even typed in that it was a gorgeous temple and it was a gateway to, there was a gateway to enter, it was magical, and he wrote that it made him feel like he was an explorer in the 1900s, and the pyramid reminded um, him of the grandeur of the pyramids in Guatemala. And you can mm -hmm. climb to the very top of the pyramid with like a really unforgettable experience. Uh, experience and view, um, so wow. I can only imagine that it is breathtaking. And also, Dr. Sam Osmanajic said that it is also a great place to meditate as well. Mm, just imagine sitting on top of there, and I, I bet it's jungle. Maybe also you can you can look out on uh, amazing to 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 sit there and and meditate. You, you know, you must make you feel that even more in touch with the well, you know something higher <laughs> literally as well and i bet it was not just for anybody to climb to the top at at the time that it was built ryan um, i mean nowadays we maybe we're we're lucky to be able to if you know if if we're allowed to to climb pyramids <laughs> not all pyramids we're allowed to um, to climb but that's really inspiring ryan and interesting i, I love that um so should I go ahead and tell about a place that I found around Lyme? <laughs> yeah, please, go ahead. Yeah, um, well, I found a place, maybe not so much a stairway to heaven, but rather a stairway to nowhere, as it's called. And this stairway is to be found in the Phnom Kulin, and I really also hope I'm saying this right, um, mountain range north of the famous Angkor Wat. And this area itself is up for addition to be a UNESCO World Heritage Site as it's considered sacred and important to the collective interests of humanity. So last year, a team of archaeologists went to research the area, but nobody officially knew why it was built and when this staircase was built. 
There are several shrines and ancient Buddha statues to be seen on the hills surrounding the steps. And the staircase itself is 550 meters long, and it's carved out of the red rock of the mountain. Um, local villagers tell that their ancestors spoke of the stairway, and some archaeologists speculate that it led to an ancient city called Mahendra Parvata, and it's a city which has been detected by underground radar, and which seems to have had to have such a layout that it exceeds Angkor Wat in sophistication and complexity. So that's quite um, something. But um, unfortunately, though, the, the logging industry has been encroaching on this area. So we'll just keep our fingers crossed that UNESCO will soon declare it a protected heritage site to prevent any damage occurring and prevent that more remnants from our past is destroyed, you know, like it's been happening. Um, and I personally love ancient history. It, it, I just feel it can give us clues as to how we got to where we are today. And there's a definite link between our past and our present, and not only on a personal level, but for sure also on a collective level. I just imagine, you know, that stairway, Marianne, it, like it, it really must have taken a lot of time to build it, to form it exactly the way mm-hmm. it was. And from the, the photos yeah. that I've seen, it looks like it was really a very, a very large stairway as well. Like, and like you said, must have led to something extremely important. So truly fascinating. Mm. Uh, so where, where exactly is this ancient city then, Marianne, that they suppose that it was linked to? I mean, is it an underground city? Well, yes, most of this um, is 1,200-year-old city, actually. It's underground, still hidden by earth and, and dense forest. Um, so they've used underground radar to um, to uh, to locate, uh, I mean, the size and the, the location of, of the city. And so that's been very helpful in mapping out rem- remnants of the city. And it, it's a place, Phnom Kulin, I, I read, it's a place of hermits and secrets. And um, it's considered very sacred in, in the Buddhist tradition. Fascinating. Very fascinating. Um, Marianne, before we continue, let's just take a few moments to let everyone know how they can get in contact with us. So just so everyone knows, Mm -hmm. uh, you can send us your questions and your emails to inspirationallivingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our Facebook page and send us a message from there. Um, Marianne, did you want to go ahead and um, tell us about the next uh, fascinating place on your list? Anchor what, Ryan? <laughs> we of course we have to mention it um, since we're now Love talking this. about yes. fascinating <laughs> and you know and and mysterious places to visit in Cambodia and it, it's the largest religious monument in the world. I I, I didn't even know that and um, before I researched it and and it's 900 years old. Fascinating and I mean it just looks spectacular as it's protruding from protruding from the jungle and you know it's. Um, pine cone shaped temple domes and statues and stairs and, and everything is made out of stone and it's built as a temple pyramid so it's elevated more in the middle and when you see aerial photos it looks like it's sitting on a mound um, which I also never noticed before actually um, and I was thinking again this this vortex you know I wonder if they have placed anchor what on, on a kind of power vortex also <laughs> But um, it was originally built as a Hindu temple to honor the god Vishnu, 
which is the preserver and protector. And the temple itself is a representation of Mount Meru, which is the home of the gods. And the, the central five towers symbolize the five peaks of that mountain. And the walls and the moat surrounding Angkor Wat, the, the temple, symbolize the surrounding mountain ranges and ocean. And, I mean, those that are interested, for anyone who's interested in, in symbology, they would have a feast in this place. I mean, there are close to 2,000 carvings and statues of deities and spirits of elements. And it just sounds like a perfect place to, you know, step in the footsteps of uh, Indiana Jones or Robert Langdon of uh, the Da Vinci Code, right? Mm. Yeah, you know, I find the, the symbology there to be out of this world, uh, no pun intended, but <laughs> you never know. And um, I hear that, actually, Marianne, that a lot of the statues there uh, are depicting the Naga King, who uh, was a seven-headed serpent. And I'm going to tell you more about him later on in the show. Mm. Oh, great, Ryan. I mean, there is a deep connection with the Naga and, and Cambodian, and I can't wait to hear about what you found out about that. Um but first, we also wanted to talk about Ta Prom Temple, which is part of the Angkor Wat complex. It was founded as a Mahayana Buddhist monastery and, and university. And this is the place in the jungle where you have trees growing out of the ruins. It's very picturesque and very popular with visitors. You can see the trees and the roots hanging over the, the buildings. I'm sure many um, of our listeners already are familiar with these images. And it was also one of the sites of the movie Tomb Raider. And as you know, I'm a big fan of the, of the early Tomb Raider games and movies. And very mysterious. And it's got a very special feeling there when you when you see it um, in on pictures. And not only that, Ryan, I think we both got kind of excited to see a carving of an animal that totally resembles um, Stegosaurus, a dinosaur with distinct bone back plates and which was supposedly extinct around 150 million years ago. And some say that it's merely a rhinoceros with vegetation behind it, but I don't know, Ryan. I mean, we've read about other theories backed up by footprints and cave drawings that claim that dinosaurs and mankind once lived side by side, but um, I think we'll just leave that as another teaser with our listeners. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the uh, when we were looking at the images of it, Marianne, I think I even said, oh, he's really cute. He looks like a little uh, hippopotamus or something. But, uh, <laughs> yes, you know, yeah. the mystery does continue. <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. also to add to the mystery and magic of Cambodian history, Marianne, I wanted to go ahead and share with you the legend of that Naga King statue that is found pretty much in most uh, Cambodian architecture and mythology. So many of the countries in Southeast Asia believe in a race of serpent people who dwell in the inner earth and who also dwell in the sea. And they're commonly referred to as the Naga, and the Naga are um, a three, five, or seven-headed serpent. And the Cambodians believe that the Naga to be a race of royalty that come from a royal empire in the South Pacific. And legend has it that the Naga king, who was a seven-headed serpent, had a daughter who met a Brahmin who was guided to the land of Cambodia by an arrow that he saw in his dreams. And upon his arrival, he met the princess, and they fell in love. 
And the Naga king's daughter um, uh, married the Brahmin, and as a gift to the newlyweds, um, the Naga king unveiled a new land for the two newlyweds by swallowing up the sea. And the missing seawater revealed a large mountain and beautiful fertile land, and that's the land that we refer to now as Cambodia. So this is one of the legends of how Cambodia came to be. And it's said that uh, Cambodians to this day will say that they're actually born from the Naga. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful, Ryan. I love that legend. And, and it's so fascinating with legends. And, and, you know, they always make you wonder, well, what, what really happened, you know, with the king swallowing the, the water? You know, what was it some kind of natural event that happened? And And, you know... I also read uh, about the Naga that the water supply at Angkor Wat was once uh, disturbed and it was um, ignored. That like they didn't um, try to fix it or mend it. Um, so the Naga, who were in control of water, uh, they felt you know ignored and uh, the whole irrigation system collapsed. And that's uh, how Angkor Wat started um, its decline. Actually, how, but however, it is said that the Nagas returned in the guise of trees and their roots at the Ta Prom temple, um, thus, you know, transforming the works of civilization and restoring nature. Mm, that's fascinating. You know, I also read mm. uh, a bit about the symbology of the Naga, and this is something that I found really fascinating, was that uh, there are some different meanings as to why the Naga are represented either with odd number, an, an odd number of heads or an even number. So according to uh, the research that I found, the odd number represents male energy, infinity, timelessness, and immortality. And the even number of heads represents a female energy. So that would be the mortality, the earth, the physicality. And I thought this was really interesting to know that when looking at these statues from you know, around all the temples in Cambodia, that you can then start to to reference whether it was a male energy or a female energy, maybe put together those those pieces of that puzzle as to why they mm-hmm. represented it that way. Wow, um, did you find any other? Mm-hmm. Did you find any other myths, Marianne, about uh, sorry, Cambodia? Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just fascinated with this um, with the numbers you were saying there. That could definitely help um, if you wanted to go look at the symbology that we talked about before. Um, well, I, you know, I was trying, I was looking to find some other myths about this uh, fascinating country, uh, about ancient Cambodia, and I, I, and uh, as I was looking for that, I came across this other encouraging article that mentions a very positive trend. It seems that uh, that is currently happening in this um, beautiful country. And that was uh, an article about a university program that was introduced in 1993 called the Consciousness-Based Education, uh, which uh, its goal is to invoke the full creative potential of each student. So the students study the traditional academic subjects, but then what else is included in their education is the practice of transcendental meditation. And this is at university level, Ryan. And I just thought, as we just talked about meditation last week and the benefits, the many benefits of meditation, here we have a full university program that harnesses these benefits in order to channel, you know, well-rounded and balanced and, and very skilled 
young people into the country's core and top of business, industry, government, ag- agriculture, and so on. And I immediately thought how this seems like such a brilliant idea, and it's evident that it has a very positive effect, not only on the country, but also on the students and the, the people themselves. And I just thought this was a really lovely sunshine story to add to our episode tonight about uh, a country that has certainly seen a lot of turmoil and, and difficulties throughout centuries. Absolutely. I mean, that's a wonderful initiative, Marianne. Um, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of the the efforts that many schools are making now to incorporate, you know, yoga and meditation into the school curriculum. So, well done, done Cambodia, for doing that. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, Marianne, it seems that we are once again out of time, but we hope that you have enjoyed journeying with us to the mysterious, sacred, and inspirational country of Cambodia. And we certainly uh, have enjoyed learning about their mythology and ancient temples and landmarks ourselves. Um, And it's for sure another amazing place to add to our bucket lists. So with that, we hope you will tune into our next show. And... um, And I think with that, Marianne, I think we'll leave everybody with our Rumi quote. Do you want to go ahead and do that? Sure, Ryan. Our Rumi quote is, the inspiration you seek is already within you. So we hope you enjoyed our show, and thanks for staying with us, and good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.